Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255. And just like that, it's the last weekend of October. God, time flies, eh? But time doesn't change this weekend, which is really good. What was it supposed to? Well, normally it is the last week of October, normally the last Saturday, but they moved it to the first week of November to help out kids Halloween so that it stays alive. Yeah, that's a good idea. Longer. I know. It's a very good idea. I know one thing that never changes if we're talking about the time is... Oh, stop it. Goes. This is the big announcement. Me. Wait a second. The big announcement. The big announcement is once again, I had to buy no, breakfast. No, no, once again, since 2019 <laughs> is not once again. First time this decade... Has it been three years? This decade, the tallest by breakfast. <laughs> this decade. It was a pricey one, at the one end too. of 2022. costly one. <laughs> we're feeding that's because there's a second big announcement. That's second big announcement, but I'm going to wait until the second segment to talk about my big announcement. Steve, how's that? You have a big announcement? I have a massive announcement. I'm, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to tell you guys, but I'll just wait a little bit. Wow. You know what? It's funny. We've been putting stuff on social media and you should see the rumors that are swirling. I mean, I'm proposing, I'm having a baby, I'm joining a different company. It's, it's there's are, a lot of are fun. Are you having a baby? I'm just fat, Steve. I'm not having a baby. <laughs> short for his weight. Yeah, short for my short weight. For that's weight. all. <laughs> not having a baby. So Big announcement about, this week. We're about, what, 10 minutes away from that announcement? 10 minutes? Yeah, I'd say we're about, well, because we go to break at 11.17, like I oh, like yeah, to do right, on clockwork, right? Yes, right? Yes, so, yeah. Yes. So about 10 minutes away, yes. Boy, speaking of announcements, there were a lot of announcements oh. this week. Should we start with the elephant in the room and talk about the uh, rate increase? Although, well, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Uh, and it wasn't, and, and for the first time in... I think it was 12 years, the bond market actually came down a quarter point almost immediately. Within 15 minutes of the Bank of Canada announcing that they only increased by half a percentage point instead of three quarters. Again, the bond market had priced in a three-quarter percent increase, and uh, Bank of Canada surprised with only the half point. Does that mean that fixed rates came down as well? Fixed rates did not come down. Mm, fixed rates went up, shuck. right? Wow, they went up last week yeah. because, again, the bond market had predicted three-quarters of a point. So why, it had why didn't they come down? half a point. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. Banks you know need what? their record profit. Yeah, the banks will tell you. Number one, I mean, I, I mean, you know, ex- exactly what we're experiencing right now, which is a slowdown. So their profits from mortgages will start to come down because the volumes aren't what they have been the last two years. And you know, as much as we're trying to use 2019 as our gauge as far as comparing year over year, the banks don't do that. If the banks make 10 billion one year. Yeah, there's no going back. They yeah. got to make eleven billion the year after in twelve. There's no going back for their shareholders. So what we're going to see, I, I think, is you know even if the bond markets start to come down, the banks will be less reluctant to give back some of those savings to consumers because they'll try and increase their spread a little bit to make up for the lost volume that they probably anticipate they'll get in 2023. Which means I'll bet posted rates are going to go up too. Well, interestingly enough, we haven't seen the banks increase their posted rates yet. Yet. Now, it's painful enough, though, and and they realize, I think they realize when rates are maybe at, we may not be at the peak yet, but we're not far from where probably fixed rates will be at the peak. The reality is that if a client looks to get out two years from now and the rates have come back down to three or, you know, three and a half percent, they're going to pay that interest rate differential, which is quite substantial anyway. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, most customers will pay that penalty if the rates come down enough anyway. If it means that the house value is there and they're able to get some of their equity out to maybe address other debt, but that's that's where we're finding right now the difficulty is that 
most customers, and number one, I what I don't like is what some banks are doing, which is calling their clients who have mortgages maturing eight, nine, ten months from now and telling them to early renew now, which means Ooh. getting out of yeah. a 3% mortgage that they're currently at and telling them that rates will probably be higher eight or nine months from now, even though their own economist predicts that a recession's coming and the likelihood is that fixed rates may actually come down. Prime rate may be higher, but fixed rates may actually be lower. So why would you want to get out of a 3% and uh, to pay a higher rate just on potentially the rates being higher eight or nine months from now, give up that 3% for that eight or nine months and pay a higher, it, it doesn't make a what lot of sense. What would that cost you over eight or nine months? Well, it depends on the, your yeah, mortgage amount, yeah, but, obviously, but if you've got a $400,000 mortgage and we're talking, you know, and banks, by the way, are offering anywhere between 55 and 6% for the new five-year, so you're talking, you know, you know, if we talked about three percentage points on, on 400000 well, that's $12,000 a year. And if it's for eight months, you're giving up 8000 bucks right Fre- up front. Frank, I've been telling actually buyers now to get back in the market. And people think it's crazy. Why would I get in the market when the interest rates are so high right now? The problem is, is the, the prices are coming down. Prices are coming down. It's a great time to buy. We've talked about this you know, at length on some shows. Rates are going to come down. They're eventually coming down. I think if you can weather the storm for the next you know, on a very 10 to all, right? I know, but if you can weather the storm for the next 12 months, take a one-year, a two-year, or, or a variable mortgage for the next you know, one or one, 18 months, maybe, I think you're going to be in the driver's seat because you're going to pick up a house now. Because in 2024, I think it's going to be very, very robust. Our largest cohort, which is the millennials, are in their prime buying years. When the inventory starts to increase, I think it's going to be a, a, almost like a bloodbath. We're going to have a small version of what Jan, Feb, March, and April were this year in 2024. It's time to pick up homes. It's time to buy. And, you know, you just have to weather this next 12 months and I think you're going to be fine. But But easier said than done for some people, right? Like for for first-time home buyers, it's much more difficult because a lot of them are renting at $1,900, $2,000 a month. And for them, it's too difficult for them to accept the fact that if they bought a house today, yes, they can weather the storm, but it's going to come at a cost where their monthly payment, including property taxes, in the thirty-two to $3,500 oh, range. That's a big nut. And that's a big nut for them. Like, that's really hard for them. So, you know, and even the people that are in variable rate mortgages right now, they're really hurting because since prime rates started going up in March, <laughs> uh, for every 100000 your more your monthly payment has gone up $200. So, again, if you're sitting on a $400,000 mortgage today, your payment is $800 more per month today than it was just a short seven or eight months ago. And but, that but, is painful for a lot of people. But we are seeing some areas in the city, large drops in the average sale price, large drops. Well, that's real estate, right? So yeah. on the real estate side, but that's the way it's balancing itself is the yeah. fact that because, and listen, I truly believe that when interest rates come down, we are going to have a rush because mm-hmm. we've got a whole bunch of first-time home buyers that are just sitting on the sidelines. It's just not the time for them to buy right now. They can't afford the higher payments. They're waiting and they're saving. Hopefully they're saving some extra money because instead of paying $3,500, $3,800 a month, they're paying $1,900 for their rent. So hopefully they're putting that money aside and getting themselves ready. Not to mention the fact qualifying for a mortgage today, if you're taking a five-year fixed rate and the five-year fixed rates with most banks are 55 to 6%, you're having to qualify at 75 to 8%. And that's, that's really, yeah. really difficult to do in, in today's environment. they got to get rid of that. They, they have to get rid of that, number one, or at least amend it. And they've got to increase the amortization. I still believe wholeheartedly. Listen, this system is backwards. It really is. You can get a credit card bill if you made a major purchase and you can make your minimum payment. It takes 70 years to pay off your credit card. That's a 28%. 
But if you buy a house, which is your biggest investment, your biggest liability, you have to pay it off in 25 years. But what's even worse is the fact that at the five-year mark, when your mortgage comes up, and if the thinking is, listen, we want people to have their houses paid by the time that they retire, well, it's the furthest thing that's going to happen because if people need money because they're struggling to make ends meet, when their mortgage comes up for maturity, they can refinance it for another 25 or 30-year amortization at that point. So we're not doing anything to reduce the amortization. Or add a line of credit. Or add a line of credit, which, again, comes with only interest-only payments. So we're not really doing any favors for Canadians by limiting them to only a 25-year amortization to start if they're buying their first home. Why not put them in a 35-year amortization? Why not allow them to have that 35-year amortization or 40-year amortization if you're a first-time home buyer just to get into that first home so instead of having to rent for the next five or 10 years, you can get into your own home and start building some equity in your Can't price. you buy a car over 10 years now? Uh, eight years. Eight years, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them are eight years, but most cars are done by five or six years. So now you've got an asset that's worth nothing and you still got a loan for another two or three years, which doesn't make yeah, a, and homes a lot appreciate. of sense either. And homes generally appreciate. I mean, you know, we haven't seen certainly over five or six years. I doubt a house would be worth less than it is today. You know who I feel bad for? <clears throat> Excuse me, the people that bought a home at the peak. Yeah. And went variable. Yeah. That's the worst case. Well, scenario. even people, I mean, we were, I'm getting calls right now for people that have bought six, eight, 10, 12 months ago saying, I need to sell my house. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to sell, but you're going to sell at a deficit right now. You need yeah. to hold on if you can. Um, or, I mean, but we're still selling some at, at a large deficit. And it's just yeah. the way it is. If they need to sell, be, they yeah. need to sell. You know, yeah. we had a, a gentleman who bought a townhome and the day he took possession, he was transferred to Toronto, and so we had to sell. We sold for about sixty thousand dollars less than what he paid for. So, yeah, what was variable at, it? at the peak? What was variable? Lots. So, two, uh, you mean in March? <clears throat> yeah, two point four five percent. So, yeah, you know, we're big you know, it, it's big. I mean, we're at five nine five. It's gone up three and a half percentage points. That's significant. I, I can't remember in the thirty five years that I've been in banking. I can't remember ever a year where prime rate has gone up this much. I, I mean, this fast, this well, fast, yeah, and this yeah, much uh, yeah. in a year or, or in a six or seven month period. I mean, yeah. you know, Tiff Macklem dropped the ball. He should have saw inflation starting last fall and not said to Canadians, listen, you have nothing to worry about in 2022. The likelihood is that we'll start increasing prime in 2023. He set false expectations for everyone, us, everyone, period. The whole uh, the whole country. So well, we're not going to curb inflation with Trudeau spending $6,000 a night to stay in a hotel no, in hey, London, hey, England. Hey, I mean, and that's, that's where, who stayed there. Well, that's it. Worse. But, but that's, so, that's what's causing the inflation is government spending. Yeah, it's 100%. Crazy. It's, you know. it's a big part of it. And again, I mean, I don't know why the government can't go after oil companies and find out why diesel is at 60 or 70 cents more a liter than regular gas when it, it, it always used to be the other way around. Diesel yeah, was, absolutely. was less. So. I'm so glad I drive a diesel. <laughs> yeah. When was the, the uh, when was the last time a variable rate mortgage was more expensive than a I can't remember it in my lifetime. Uh, but and, I and believe, that's a long lifetime. Yes, <laughs> but I truly believe that in 2023, uh, you're better off to take a fixed than a variable because a, a fixed rate mortgage, all terms, will be cheaper than a variable rate mortgage. So uh, don't expect Prime to stop going up. It doesn't mean that. So bond markets, I think, rely more on what's going on with the economy, and as we. St- I think we're at the beginning of our recession already. We're ju- we just don't have the stats to show yeah. it yet. Yeah. Uh, but I think we're at the beginning of the recession. Bond market will really go in line with what's going on with the economy. The labor market is still quite strong, but I think we're going to start to see it weaken over the next couple of months. Uh, and if it starts to weaken, it's it's quite interesting because generally, if, if you look at historically, the months of November and December are very good labor markets because obviously it's Christmas season and everybody's hiring. But I think we're going to see it go the other way around this time around. 
And that will be a good sign that we're heading into a recession early in 2023, which means the bond markets will probably soften, even though Bank of Canada may still continue to increase prime rate. When will they start coming down? Prime rate? Yeah. Uh, I think the Bank of Canada is going to be stubborn about it. And end of what the year, they're going to do, end of next yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, maybe end of next year. They're going to. They're not going to want to be in a position where they increase it and then the next month they decrease it. If anything, once they stop increasing it, they'll probably sit tight for six or seven months, make sure inflation does stay around that 2% mark, and then they'll start lowering it as the economy starts to hurt. But unfortunately, this is going to come at a cost to a lot of Canadians who are struggling to make ends meet today. All right, we're almost there, Paul. All right, here it is. Oh, look, it's oh, break time. Paul, Paul clearly didn't look too. Oh, right I saw it. I time. saw it. Why do you think I'm sweating? We're two minutes after. You know, let's go. Break time. <laughs> A major announcement from Mr. Rushford coming after the break, and he's not pregnant. <laughs> At least I don't think so. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. You've waited long enough. Frank and I have waited long enough. Frank, do you even know the secret? I think so. I think so. Considering, considering. He knows a lot of secrets. Someone's in the room. Someone's in the room. So I think we wait to the next segment, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) No. So here's the big news. This is massive news. We've never seen this in the city of Ottawa when it comes to real estate. Most people know, most listeners know that my team has been number one in Ottawa since 2007, resale team uh, in Ottawa since 2007. And every year I'm always pushed, pushed, pushed by one other team in the city that makes us do what we do and pushes us to do what we do. And that team is Trace Arnett and Trace Arnett Realty. They've been pushing us for years and I'm getting sick of being pushed. So I'm happy to tell you today that Tracy Arnett and Tracy Arnett Realty are now part of Paul Rushforth Real Estate. We have swallowed one of the biggest teams in the city, and so I'm working alongside Tracy and her team to really take our team to a superpower, and I'm excited. Tracy's with me. She is a little bit emotional because it's a big day for her, but Tracy is in the studio with us, and for the first time ever, you have two of the top teams in the city coming together to form a superpower. So welcome, Tracy, to Paul Rushforth Real Estate. Woo! Uh, next uh, journey in the chapter of uh, my real estate career. Awesome. And uh, so far, uh, we've been working together for the last three or four months on a lot of details and stuff. And uh, it's been a real learning experience and uh, I feel very welcomed into the Paul Rushforth uh, team. Awesome. It's, you know what, I, I, I couldn't do this without, you know, Jocelyn and Angie on my team, as well as we have in the studio, my videographer and photographer, Greg Tilly, who's done some awesome videos with Tracy and I and superimposed our images on different things. And it's just, has he made you thinner? Oh, jeez. Okay. This Smarter. is a good moment, Frank. Why are, you, why are you ruining this good moment? Even I was staying quiet. Yeah, yeah. You know, let us have this moment, Frank. Come on. But you know what? You know, when you have us selling, you know, six or 700 homes a year, Tracy selling upwards of 300 homes a year, that's a lot of homes. And just the services that we're going to bring together to service all of Ottawa, we're very, very excited. And, you know, uh, we couldn't have done it with the, the, the great team we have behind us. And it's been a, it's been a hell of a lot of work over the last four months, but it's uh you know, when you have someone who has a massive database like Tracy and 
you know, she had a, a great team who's also coming over. A majority of them are coming over to join Paul Rushforth Real Estate. Uh, my team's very excited. Uh, my admin team is extremely excited. Uh, and I know Tracy's super excited too. It's going to uh, allow her to, uh, well, we're going to be able to collaborate. Tracy and I have been collaborating for years. I mean, when she hires a realtor, she sends over their disc profile to me and we study it together and we, we look at what she's doing. So we've been working together for years, but for the first time ever, two superpowers are coming together in Ottawa to form one giant team. So we're excited. It's pretty exciting. That's very exciting. Very, very exciting. So this is a, this is going to change a lot now. I mean, not that you're going to be offering more services, but you know, you have a more breadth and a bigger wealth of people all coming together that are going to be able to help the average buyer and seller. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, I've been in the business now for about 19 years. Tracy's been in the business for 24 years. So we're we're coming together with a lot of experience and a lot of her agents that are coming over have a lot of veteran uh, experience as well. Some have been with Tracy since day one. Um, So it's, we're bringing a lot of experience into the room uh, and a lot of the the things that Tracy does and what I do, we're merging together. Um, Obvious question, Tracy, why Paul? (laughs) I'm fiercely independent, and Paul has been a great source for me over the years, and uh, he's always willing to help. And uh, I wanted to stay in an independent brokerage because um, I just like being independent. And Paul's a great leader, uh, and Jocelyn and uh, Angie have been so fantastic. It's just been a, a breath of fresh air, and I'm learning a lot, which... Yeah, I always love to learn. So I'm learning a lot from Paul and his team, and I'm enjoying my my new chapter. It's pretty spectacular. I don't know. I don't remember this ever happening before. It's never happened before. It's never happened before, and it's just it's it's really exciting. I mean, you you hear of you know a, a large brokerage like ours, you know, bringing on you know someone who's small or struggling or something like that. Very rarely do you bring do you ever hear of someone bringing on someone with the experience Tracy has, the track record she has. Um, let alone a team. I yeah. mean, usually you bring over a good agent, but a team. We're bringing yeah. over a team, and and the one thing I love about Tracy's business is she's about ninety percent repeat and referral, which means you do a really good job for your clients. They're fiercely loyal to you, and they love you. Very rarely do you see someone who's at ninety percent repeat and referral, and that's what Tracy's business is. So, not only and none she, of that'll change. None of that'll change. So, not only is she bringing over all these loyal clients to our brand, but you still have the Tracy Arnett way just under the Paul Rushforth banner. So, we're uh, we're excited to, to, to gel, and uh, you know, I know we've been teasing all week with with what's going on. Um, you know, the rumors have been hilarious, by the way. They've been absolutely hilarious. But uh, you Tracy know, Tracy started most of them. Yeah, right? Tracy. Oh, yeah. Tracy <laughs> started. She started most them but you know so Tracy all her agents are she's brought over most of her well all the agents that are coming are now part of Paul Rushforth real estate as of this week uh Tracy's just closing things up over the next week two weeks and then uh, she will be officially uh part of the brand and it, it, the funny thing is is when her business cards came in it was so funny to see Tracy Arnett with the Paul Rushforth logo Paul Rushforth real estate logo I took a picture of it I look at this I knew I was gonna get you <laughs> you uh you keeping the office downtown or we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yep. we're definitely talking yeah. about it. You got a great office downtown. Yeah, great location, it's a very so. nice office. Yeah. So Paul and I are into, into some discussions. See what I, we'll I think, do next. Yeah, I think you know if it how, was how important are offices, physical offices well, anymore? To be honest with you, pre-COVID, it would have been a slam dunk. I was going to take our office, and yeah. we were we were going to work out of that. Post-COVID, I mean, there's days I'm sitting in my 4,500 square foot office in, in Orleans, and it's just like I, I'm alone with with you know a couple of my my wonderful admin ladies with heating bills, with heating <laughs> bills, and all sorts of phone bills and copier bills and all that stuff. You know, the, my Canada office is a little busier. I mean, it was great yesterday. Uh, we had a, a good pumpkin carving shindig, uh, you know, to meet all Tracy's agents and 
Tracy came came along, so it was awesome. But it's, um, you know, I, I don't believe an office is as important anymore. Um, you know, be, besides, you know, having a, more of a presence in that sort of downtown core where her office is. So it's something that it makes sense, but, you know, Financially, it's just more bricks and mortar, really, and it's. Uh, and not if the sure. office is going to sit empty, it's the same thing we're facing right now. Most yeah. of our agents have gotten used to working from home. Uh, you know, instead of meeting clients in the office now, they'll do Zoom calls with the clients. So all of a sudden, the office is especially on Fridays. It's like it's a ghost town on Fridays because everybody's working from home. So, yeah, people are working uh, from home. The argument is, you know, because of COVID, people are still scared to come into the office. And the argument is, you're more productive at home and i call that hogwash you're mm. not you're not the argument is, how many offices but, do you really need no but yeah. it's true but some people are paul there there are some people that are more focused working at home and they don't have the distractions of you know the water cooler talk and you're just focused on working and then there are other people that need to be in an office and that's the predicament we're in as well like you know some of our agents want to come into the office because they want to understand and learn more from other agents successful agents in the office and get better where other ones are just comfortable working from home, and I find it better for okay. brainstorming, though. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, you know what it's better for culture. Yeah. yeah, you know, like yeah. yesterday having a whole bunch of agents in the office. You know, we had some food, we were pumpkin carving, we had a couple cocktails. Like we just had a blast. Just mm. all it being feels like you have more of a common goal. Yes, and the, the culture was there, and we were laughing and funny, uh, having fun and sharing stories, sharing ideas, talking about things. When there's no one in the office, like you're sitting at home, it's it's crickets. It's yeah. cra- but people it's crave crickets. it. So so people are in the street crave it. Hence why I think you're seeing some of these national conferences selling out because you know as much as they're struggling now because our market is down considerably, both on the real estate and mortgage side. We had our national conference in Vancouver two weeks ago. They were worried they weren't going to get enough ticket sales to make it worth their while. They sold out and they had they actually had to stop selling tickets. There were no rooms left in Vancouver. It was crazy, and they were so shocked that that happened. But it was because people craved. Seeing people in their industry after three years of not yeah. seeing, I, I actually had a conference in San Diego last week too, and it was just seeing people in a room and sharing ideas. It was so awesome yeah. to be back with seeing people. Just before we go to the break, and the name stays the same. Paul Rushforth Real Estate stays the same. Everything we we possess and offer, we now have Tracy's uh, guidance and expertise coming along uh, as part of Paul Rushforth. Congratulations Real Estate. to both of you. Yes, thank, thank you. you so much. Five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. <laughs> Back with Paul, Tracy, Frank, and Curly. And Curly. <laughs> and Mo. And we got Greg here, too. Yeah. Yes, and Greg. Greg yes. My photographer. See, even Greg doesn't like looking in the camera and seeing yeah. your face. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the corner. Uh, Chris has been waiting for a long time. Hello, Chris. Thanks for waiting. Chris, oh, are you I, with us? Yeah, I'm with you. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. good morning. Great, great. I wasn't sure that. Um, first of all, congratulations, guys, uh, Paul and your team, regards to uh, the partner or the uh, the situation with Tracy Arnett. Thank you. Over, Thank you. Um, so, Paul, we go way back, our families, in regards to uh, the hockey world more so. Um, I actually gave you a shout about a year ago or so regarding I had a rental property out in Canada. Yep. Um, you, I, I know Tim and Dora from way back and they, uh, they helped me out. Tim really helped me out. I got my property sold. Yeah. I remember this. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a little dicey and that I had oil heat in the city. So I was a little concerned about that, but 
Tim sort of, uh, you know, came up with some great ideas and we, we got that done. Uh, I did fairly well. So, um, in that regard, I'm a bit of a, a passive investor, I guess you'd say in regards to real estate. Um, my question was, so you, you know, my older brother, he's absolutely in the industry yep. as well. Um, everyone's I'm sure heard, I'm not sure if you guys have spoke about the, uh, the new bill, provincial bill that more homes built faster. Yeah. We're getting there. Um, Okay, right on that, and uh, and the strong mayor's bill and things like that. My question was: You're hearing about, you know, people sort of walking away from new builds. Potentially, people uh, they're they're on the fence. But I sort of, you know, if I had to guess, I, I would agree with you guys in that there's potentially, you know, four hundred thousand immigrants coming a year. A lot of them could invest in the market, the millennial cohort, things like that. I think if if rates do stabilize or drop, do you think the more homes built faster legislation when it reaches the municipal levels? Like I've heard, there's still ways for the city to you know put wrenches in, in streamlining and, and quickly building, um, whether it's phases or yeah, they or won't have much choice. Builders. The city won't have much choice at yeah. all. Right, right. It's it's because I, I find that from what I understand the bureaucracy, the red tape really hampers small developers. Maybe larger developers have more leeway, but... So what's your um, question, Chris? The question is, do you think realistically it will? Like, they, they just have no choice, and it is what it is, and people will be able to, you know, put more properties, urban density, builders will be able to build, or is that sort of like the strong mayor's bill, like they're talking about fighting back against it? Will... Will it materialize, I guess? It, it absolutely will. And they, and Chris, they have no choice. Chris, Chris, obviously, his brother is, is Trevor Doyle, who um, who owns Doyle Homes. Great, great builder here in Ottawa. Um, and there's a plug for you and Trevor, by the way, Chris. <laughs> but no, they have no choice. Because let's, let's be honest. Our, the largest cohort in history is the millennials. They're in their peak right. buying years. We got four to 500,000 immigrants coming to Ottawa. We're in an inventory crisis. They have to do this. They have to, and and I think it's great for builders. I mean, I mean, builders. They're the red tape on a builder. I mean, I, I'm friends with some builders, and the red tape is out of control. And you would know this, Chris, about you know yeah. the red tape you guys have to go through to build your homes. It's crazy. And I've been saying probably for two years they have to take the red tape away and they have to allow builders to get shovels in the ground quicker. You go to the United States, and there's some states in the United States where. You can build anywhere. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And in some states, you can have a shopping mall, shopping mall beside a prison, besides a school. Like it's just that you can build whatever you want. Here in Ottawa, it's about well, Ontario. It's a it's a challenge. It's a challenge. So I love the fact that they're doing this and allowing builders to remove some of that red tape, get shovels in the ground, build more homes because we are going to need it in 2024 when the interest rates start dropping, and um, well, probably even the latter part of 2023, the interest rates start start dropping our inventory crisis is going to be out of control. We're going to have all yeah, these and, millennials looking to buying and they're going to have nothing to buy. And, and, and Paul, I, I, I sort of, you know, I, like I said, I don't work in building. I'm, I, I work, I'm a uh, public servant, but I like to keep my, I listen to your show every week. I really enjoy it. Um, just, you know, having some insight from people I know. Uh, that's one thing I hear is the red tape, the red tape, whether you're small, or you're large. And I really hope that um, just in regards to the industry, uh, that that does materialize and, and they don't have a choice. I really hope that things do open up because I, I, I agree with you yourself and Frank and everybody like 
there will be a demand, I believe. Well, not, only that, not only the red tape, but they're waiving fees, too. Yeah. Well, which is great yeah. because, because yeah, I mean, great. the builder's fees. I mean, we there was a report that came out a year, maybe two years ago, saying that, you know, 25% of, of, of a builder's cost is in red tape crap permits. Yeah. And this Time and is money, right? Yes. Yeah. You're waiting yeah. on the sidelines when prices change. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. And know, we truly believe. 40, 50%. You got to know how to price your homes and, and accordingly, right? Month yeah. to month, almost. Yeah. Absolutely. And listen, the supply is not there. I don't care what anyone says. The only reason it's not making headlines anymore is because the interest rates are where they are. Exactly. That's the yeah. only reason that right now we're not talking about supply issues because six months ago it was in the forefront: supply, supply, supply. We still have a lot of buyers that want to buy; they just cannot very buy nervous, right now very because of the circumstances. For, yeah, yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much, Thanks. guys. Say hi to your brother for me, Chris. I will do. Okay. Let's go to uh, Ottawa. Say hello to Dan. Hello, Dan. Morning, Dan. Oh, I might have missed. Oh, I, hey, uh, I missed Dan. There, there you go. go. There you go, Dan. <laughs> hey, thanks. I um, got my first investment property about a year ago, and um, I'm a self-employed contractor. So, you know, the I put a hundred grand down on it, and I don't have a big mortgage, and you know, modified it and renovated it beautifully. So you got so some equity built into bit. it already. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. But Good. I don't know the market, the market, you know, now that it's come down a little bit, I'm not so sure where that equity is anymore other than my cash. Long term though. But, you didn't buy this to flip it. Did you you bought it so that it's a long term no, investment? No, yeah, yeah. In fact, I may or may not. It's up on the 19th floor of a, you know, nice building. I I may or may not move into it in retirement down the road, but um my question is is I I because it was uh I'm self-employed and so on that I I had to go to a B lender of RBCs, which has worked out just fine. But it was a one year at three point three four. We're seeing a lot of this, and I'm it's it's going to be it's going to renew shortly. And and my broker said, you know, you might even the bank said to me a year ago they said, well, just go with the B lender for this year. Next year we'll take it on. Well, now she's not wanting to do that. I hear that a lot too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, my question uh, or the advice that I'm kind of been given was, to, well, maybe you should just stick with that B lender because they'll renew and you won't have all the fees and because you won't be applying somewhere else. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, again, I mean, I don't know your circumstances, but I would say, I mean, if we can get you to an A lender, that would be preferential. That being said, yeah, you know, realistically, if you stay with the B lender, your rate's probably going to double because, yeah, again, right? last year, well, yeah. yeah. And my... And that's my problem, like not a problem, but it, it, I've got a cash flow, a positive cash flow of about a hundred bucks right now. So that's going to go to negative. I, yeah. And it's going to go to a negative and I don't, you know, let's face it. Nobody wants that. No, but. no, it's not an investment if you're losing money every month. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I need to know more about your circumstances. I mean, ideally, if we can sure. get you into an A and if your plan is to keep it long term, then I think that there's a solution on the A side. It's still going to cost you more. You're not getting anywhere yeah. near the rate you have right now. So that's the reality so the of it. Bank, I was surprised by a statement she made, um, like the mortgage that holds, they hold my mortgage on my townhome. Yeah. Um, when she said to me, she said, well, the thing it is, Danny, she said, we can't offer much better rates than the B lenders <laughs> right now anyway. Is that true? The bank's? She said they were at five point something at RBC. Yeah, but your B lender will probably be in the sixes, I would think, maybe the sevens. That's the yeah. problem. So is there still yeah. better 
Uh, listen, some of the banks right now, their rates are elevated. The non-bank lenders have better rates, even though they get the money from the banks. It's kind of crazy to think about it that way, but that's the reality yeah. of it. We still have a couple of lenders in the fours, uh, but again, those are for owner-occupied properties, so a little bit different. Rental properties, you, you'll probably be in the mid-fives, uh, but that's for a okay. five-year, and that's the difference. That being said, I don't know that I would go for a five-year. I would still go for a one-year or two-year with the hopes that rates come back down, especially if you're going to be in a loss yeah. situation. So you might be better if you believe. And again, you know, I believe a recession's coming. I believe we're at the beginning of a recession right now. And generally speaking, a recession comes with lower interest rates. So the chances are very good that rates will start to come down throughout 2023. But it may not happen okay. until the spring or summer. And so, it may happen slow, right? And it may happen very slowly. So maybe taking a one year isn't a bad idea. They're absolutely right that if you can't get a much better rate. And listen, if you want to go into a one year at a bank, the rates aren't much different from the B lenders. That's the reality of it. I mean, they're a little bit better, but not to the point where by the time you do the legal fees and everything else and an appraisal potentially, then all of a sudden you're not really ahead. So if you can negotiate with the current lender for one more year, you eliminate a lot of those fees and you just got to bite the bullet for just this one year. And then hopefully a year from now, you'll be able to go back into a traditional lender and maybe those rates will be back in the threes or fours. Okay, well, I really appreciate the information. Yeah, give Frank Hi, a shout off the air. Pardon me? Give Frank a shout off the air. You'll get into details. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, how do I get that information? Just, uh, well, I'll go to mortgagebrokersottawa.com and all my information's on there. If not, 613-656-0757. And if you wait at the end of the show, I will give you Frank's uh, home address, <laughs> yes. and you can probably just pop right by his yeah, house. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just, just look for the guy with the gray hair, but only on the sides. Only on the sides, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, well, by the I'm way, just before it. we go to break, I just want to let you folks know that Trace is still here and they're getting along still. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 you know what's funny? I'm getting people texting me saying, did I just hear that right? That Tracy Arnett Realty is joining Paul Rushforth Real Estate? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> 521 Talk, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the phones we go. And uh, let me just say, Colleen, it's too late. He's already got Tracy. He doesn't need you right now. (laughs) (laughs) I see super. I hear Superman laughing in the background. (laughs) That's Superman in the background. Yep. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. Paul, Tracy and team. You both did a wonderful job. And we wish you all the best. My dad gets emotional very easily. (laughs) Well, you know, Dad, the funny thing is, is I've been trying to do this for Mom for years and years and years, but she won't join me for some reason. So I went after Tracy instead, Mom. I'm sorry. (laughs) Colleen, is there something I need to know about Paul? (laughs) No, I just want to continue to be his mom, and I would nag him too much if I was there. She'd drive him crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Spoken, spoken from my dad. <laughs> but I wish you all the best. Wonderful, wonderful job. And you did a wonderful job on the radio, Paul. Very impressed. Thanks, Mother. That's really wow. nice. Wow. I miss seeing your mom. It's been way too long. Yeah, yeah. You know, you keep this up, anyway. Colleen. He's going to buy you breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does more than that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thanks, Mom. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thanks, thanks for calling, guys. He's a great son. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, how, how much does cost you, Paul? Yeah. A lot, a lot. <laughs> I got to go rake their leaves now. <laughs> hey, are I'm we going to see? Fly away then, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>
Are we going to see people uh, buying uh, teardowns now and uh, trying to put up triplexes now that the single-family zoning is going to change and go out the window? I would think so. I would think so. And it's, it's, it's kind of about time they did that, to be honest with you. Like, we talked about the red tape. The red tape for zoning is crazy, too. I mean, you have to make make sure everything fits in a little box just well, then you purposely. have to apply to change it. Yeah, apply to change it, and that takes a long time, and very rarely do they change it. So it's, it's nice that they're starting to see... Uh, they're starting to think a little bit more like the Americans, which is good. I mean, they, you know, um, well, they have to, right? They've got to make, they, they want 151,000 homes by what year? 2031, I think. Yep. Yeah. And so they have to, they yeah. have to do something different. So taking the red tape off builders, allowing three doors under one roof is, is like, it's just, it's about time. It's about time we did some of this stuff because like we mentioned, we have, immigrants coming over to Canada right now. And the difference between immigrants nowadays compared to immigrants years and years and years ago is they used to come with a suitcase. Now they're coming with a Louis Vuitton suitcase. Yeah. So there's lots of money coming into, into Canada. What about adding rooms now and uh, coach homes again? Are they going to come back? Well, I don't like the word coach homes, but... Uh, uh, carriage homes? Carriage homes. Small homes. homes. I small think they're homes. calling them garden homes. Garden, garden homes, homes yeah. They're... So the red tape, when I was involved in that, the red tape was really, really tricky. If they're taking some of this red tape off, we might see some, some different things. As long as they don't, you know, make Ottawa ugly. But uh, what about people adding apartments to their homes now? They are, they'll be able to do that too. I would think so. I would that, think that so. That should help a lot of people with their mortgage payments. Well, it will, except for, again, we, then we need to get the financial system on board because a lot of lenders, traditional lenders, don't like rooming houses. So renting a room to someone doesn't qualify as rental income because it's not a separate dwelling. So we need to get the financial system on board on this too. Uh, but I totally agree. I think if prices stay where they are and if rates don't come down substantially over the next year or two, we're going to start to see. And this is very common in Europe, by the way, where you know if you've got a couple that live in a 2,400-square-foot home, they'll rent out a room or two to somebody and, and, and help them you know make the cost and make the payments or just help them get – get ahead. So I think we're going to see more and more of that here in Canada, specifically in the big cities like Toronto and Vancouver, where it's totally unaffordable, uh, anybody that's coming. But interestingly enough, we got a stat this week where actually 700,000 immigrants have come into Canada in 2022, but 450,000 of them were students that were here just on temporary visas, student visas, and have been converted to permanent residents. So they were already living here so that's why we haven't seen the crazy supply issues because they were already living in a place. So, But I think starting next year uh, when they're expecting another 400000 if interest rates come down, plus we've got first-time home buyers and investors sitting on the sidelines right now until rates come down, I think there's going to be tremendous demand for housing next year. And I think it'll be the second half of next year. But that's when we're going to start to see potentially, maybe not as crazy as we saw the last two years, but we're going to see some crazy markets as well. It, hence why I'm saying now's the time to get into the market. Yeah. It, it really is. And people yeah. people think, I mean, Greg and I shot a video about this just this last week about now is really the time to buy because don't be too late. You know, if you were looking back to the end of 2021, no one would have foresaw what happened in Jan, Feb, March, April of 2022. The people that were sitting on the sidelines in November, December, and decided not to get in until maybe Jan, Feb, March, it was too late. It was too late. The market was already going insane. So I'm telling you right now, over the next six months, I know rates are high, but over the next six months, 
will be imperative. You get into the housing market if you want to get a house at a reg- at a good price rather than what's going to happen, I believe, at the tail end of 2023. It could explode now. It's going to explode. I'm telling you right now, in yeah. the tail end of 2023, going into 2024, it's going to explode. So now, if you're not getting in now, you're making a big mistake. What yeah. happens to uh, residential property value if a triplex goes up next to you? I know ordinarily the value would come down, but now if there's no more zoning laws, I would think it's a free-for-all, no? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you might have some beautiful areas that no longer turn into beautiful areas, but you know, we're we're we are stereotyping that you know a triplex is definitely going to be only you know a, 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 a rundown rental. Yeah, it could unit. look like a house. It, right? it could look like a house, but there's going to be a lot of people who are struggling to afford their mortgage right now who decide to make something like a triplex to be able to afford their mortgage. Well, if you're living in it yourself, obviously you're picking up wonderful tenants because you're living with them. I, I I don't think there's any going to be any problem with that. And let's call a spade a spade, right? Uh, some neighborhoods like Westboro, um, you know, we talk about the Westboros and even the Maryville areas where you drive down some neighborhoods and you've got an army <clears throat> home next to a 3,000, so you got a 900-square-foot yeah, home, yeah. then a 4,500-square-foot home, then another. It just doesn't look right yeah. anyway. It's already it, it's already started, so. Still better than I don't know, Tracy, I know, I know, I, you can tell Tracy's new on the yeah. show. She puts up her hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Tracy, jump in. Jump in. I, I, well, there's a few things. Uh, we get a lot of calls about, um, you know, the aging population, and maybe they've lost a spouse or they've been divorced, and they three three women want to get together, and and this is what I see as more of a multi generational uh, situation going on when we're going to re- be removing the zoning regulations, and I think this is the opportunity for say three uh, women in their sixties getting ready for retirement, selling three houses and putting in a triplex. And they have their community, so and they and can their independence, independence, and they have their independence, well being with people, yeah. And it helps the entire market. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Good comment, Tracy. Great to have you. Congratulations you. to thank you and you. Paul. Thank you, thank you, Frank. Yeah. Always nice to see you, buddy. Ah, uh, thank you. Birthdays. Don't worry, Frank. I'll be here <laughs> next week to buy breakfast again. Oh, please, I, I'm still in awe that I actually got breakfast bought to me today. I <laughs> forgot about my birthdays. No, I've got little Tegan. Yes, this uh, is the vowel portion yes, of the show. Yes. Oh, yes. you see, little Tegan who celebrated his birthday, and Tegan is the son of Trisha Dewar, who's who works for us or, or who's with Scotia Bank, underwrites a lot of our deals. So happy birthday to Tegan. Great kid, and uh, I got to bug my buddy Phil Wallet, who turned sixty this week. So, uh, happy birthday to Mr. Phil Red Tees Wallet. Now we're calling him so. our uh, our good friend Craig Barton Hill, his wife Wendy, another great realtor. Both of them are turns fifty. Oh, I shouldn't say her age. Turns oh. something <laughs> forty nine. Turns forty nine today. So Stick happy to birthday, Wendy and Tracy. Let's turn auto upside down. Awesome, ready. <laughs> Have a great week, folks. Please support local businesses and charities. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone.